how are we going to start it this week? Okay, well, guys, I mean, one day we might have a theme song if anyone wants to write us one. That oh, yeah, y'all, y'all be doing music. Y'all know how to do music. Send yes. us some tracks. You yes, know, connect us the with tracks. them fire DJs and producers. Drop yes. some beats. You know, and- TikTok be doing all them Bridgerton musicals, Ratatouille music. Like, somebody get on TikTok and write us a theme song. Please. Abigail Barlow. <laughs> Abigail Barlow. I repeat, Abigail Barlow. Hey, y'all. It's Vic, the Victoria. I just wanted to hop in here and first of all say thank you for listening. From Truly from the bottom of our hearts, we're like blown away by the support that we've already received by this, from this podcast. And so we're just so thankful for y'all. But mainly I wanted to jump on here and say that we're going to d- dive into some some um, kind of intense topics on this episode. This is our official launch. And so this is our first official episode. We're really excited. But things that we talk about, the topics that we get into have a lot of weight to them. And so the first thing that I wanted to say is that we as the Black Chillerettes do not condone bullying in any sense. There is definitely some bullying that goes on in this episode. And we discussed that. And we just want to say that we do not condone that. We are not fans of that. We don't think that's okay. But what we are fans of is accountability. Huge fans of accountability. Huge fans of um, making sure that that we talk about things that we see in this episode, that we see in life that are not okay, that are not okay. We think that it's very important to talk about areas where women need to be held accountable on the show. We, we think that it's very important to talk about so we hope that you enjoy this episode, this first launch episode. We had a lot of fun recording it, and so I hope that you guys enjoy it. Please like it, subscribe to it, tell your friends about it, tell your mama, tell your grandma, um, tell your sister, and tell your sis. Um, and we just hope that you guys keep sharing and keep engaging with us on social media because we really do love that. So without further ado... Um, here's our launch episode. Uh, I'm sure we have an intro in there somewhere. Yeah. So I, I will find it. Will find it. <laughs> so yeah. shall we start talking about shall the Sarah begin? show? The Sarah show as Victoria The Sarah says. show. How would, the the Sarah show. For, how would a theme song no, for the Sarah show? We don't go. need to give that any more time than it had already had. <laughs> <laughs> We don't. I mean, we're obviously going to talk about it, but we don't need to give her a theme song. We have no choice because it's the entire episode. Yeah, we have no choice but to talk about it. But what? But what we're not going to do is add bells and whistles. Why are white women so mean to us? Why do they keep making us talk about? No, I'm able to say like, and I know I can say good things about Kayla and Lauren, and and wait, did Kristen go home? Yes, that is literally <laughs> the first just, assault I that just, they commit. I did remember her hugging someone, but I thought like she was hugging somebody. Like in my mind, I was like, Kristen, not going home. I was like, I'm just thinking that she's hugging someone else, but she went home. She was not it there. It hurt me so bad, especially because here's the thing, right? The way they, they start the episode off stupid again on like Matt and Serena P's date. Right. And the line they have a seeing is here's to unconventional living and breaking the norm, which is 
essentially ABC's fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. To all of us at home saying, can y'all stop starting the episode like this? And also, can y'all stop playing with us by sending all of these like A1 day sun human beings home? They're like, yeah, "Yeah." don't, don't, don't get your hopes up. I didn't even show Kristen's like, bye. Thanks. Goodbye. Kristen, we got to talk. (laughs) I'm very upset about this because. I am so hurt because i just i wanted to know more about her first of all she slid in our dms yeah which did she slide in our dms or she slid she slid in our comments and then she ended up in our dms Mm -hmm. um and was talking about her work in you know law and how she's Mm -hmm. actually really interested in um like law and how it intersects with the arts and how she wants to make it more accessible to people who otherwise don't have Mm-hmm. access to to that knowledge and that understanding and I was yeah. like are you the, there's a storyline oh my god right freaking here bro yeah. they played Kristen out they could not even they showed Marilyn like crying again yeah. but they didn't show Kristen's goodbye and That's- this is what I think was troubling about this first like the the, the rose ceremony in general right mm-hmm. it wasn't a rose ceremony no it was about Sarah. It was about Sarah. Because it starts off with them saying, excuse me. Do you you think it was, okay, this is a good place to start. Do you think that her faint was real? Yes or no? I have felt, literally today, while I was walking around TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Burlington, you know all them stores, that'd be the same. Um, I can't remember which one because they're the same. Um, But I was walking around there and I was like, I could pass out. Just because I was like, it's winter. I'm in Chicago. I was like, got my coat on. I got a mask on. I'm, I didn't drink enough water. I'm like, I, I could like, I, I don't feel great. <laughs> I'm like, I should probably go sit down somewhere and drink some water. My water bottle's in the car because I'm not going to bring it in this to the store because then I have to take my mask down, all this stuff. So I was like, I, I could pass out. So I think it's one of those things where it's like, she was like, I could pass out right now. Or... And obviously there are times when like you just pass out and you be, you be out. Um, but I think this was one of those moments where she was like, I don't feel well. And I yeah. feel like I could pass out. You, you know, we, we've ha- all had those moments where we're just like, I need to sit down. Like I, I, right. I don't feel well, but I think, and honestly, that is kind of what Victoria was saying when she was like, I've never passed out. Like, <laughs> she's like, I just like, I just don't, I just decide or whatever she said, like not to do it. And I think that, Sarah kind of had that choice and she was like I don't I'm not saying that she didn't feel something she could have felt tired overheated she probably didn't eat enough she probably didn't drink enough water I literally was in a wedding one time where one of the bridesmaids passed out and I was (laughs) kind of upset at her because it was like summertime in Chicago and I remember asking her I was like did you drink water and she was like yeah they brought me some water I was like no did you drink water today like it's July in Chicago it's hot and she was like no I didn't drink any water and I was like (laughs) I was like you just passed out at this at our friend wedding because you didn't drink water because you didn't drink water you needed to be hydrated man you needed to be hydrated that's what happened like maybe she just didn't make the best decisions and then she was like well I could flip this you know like I could just go down or I could make it this big dramatic thing and then I would probably get to spend time with Matt and I think that that's probably what she did um, because that's what happened. She got to spend time with Matt. 
I love this hot take because I'm going to be honest. I didn't, I didn't think about that. So this was my mindset, right? I am just (laughs) an inept human being, right? So Mm -hmm. I've gotten woozy. I've almost passed out. I think I have, yeah, I have passed out before. Mm -hmm. I've also watched a friend like actually faint Mm -hmm. and when you faint, there's no like, oh, let me catch myself before I, I fall. Yeah. No, no, no. You're out before oh, no, you land on fall. the ground. One of my classmates actually, um, this was years ago, but he passed out randomly in class mm-hmm. and gave himself a black eye from how he hit his head on a chair yeah. leg. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about the fact that, you know, there, there's, rose ceremony and the cocktail party all of this starts at probably like 5 6 p.m they have to get ready at 3 4 Mm p.m she's standing in these six inch heels this title isn't hydrated and so yeah okay she might have gotten a little woozy and lost herself that happened to me yesterday now to be Mm -hmm. fair it happened to me yesterday and i have covid right i feel like Mm -hmm. i could pass out right now talking Mm -hmm. to you yeah I'm woozy in this right. conversation, um, but I'm like Victoria said, <laughs> for better or worse, pushing through. We had to do that on set all the time. We felt mm-hmm. like we was about to, oh, keel over, girl. Yeah. We got a whole scene to fi- finish. Whoa. Have you ever tried to? <laughs> this is so dumb. This sounds so like hair toss. Have you ever tried to perform a high energy dance musical in Denver, Colorado, when you just landed like yesterday in the altitudes, like? a billion miles higher than you used to and they're like oh yeah please do this um full out number kick your face and also sing and don't sound like you're dying and you've only rehearsed twice yeah I'm like a couple hours before the show I'm like what like literally we were all like got off stage we're like <laughs> like cannot breathe so moral of the story here Sarah if you're listening to this like we know you are <laughs> is um put up or shut up okay what Victoria said just don't exactly just don't and the thing is she didn't she did not she didn't. pass out she did like, it, and were, I do. Mm, Sarah, you did it. Like the thing is, if you would have actually went down, I would have been like, "Dang, she really passed out." But it was like you just really just made a whole show for no reason. I will say, I I believe that she got woozy and like yeah. lost her balance for mm-hmm. a second. It became a lot bigger than it, it needed is. to be. She's she needed some juice. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Hot. I'm loving this fire that is just coming. She is. From she's a, she is an opportunist. She would like. I'm over here, like, hey, Sarah, don't lock your knees. And Victoria's no. like, she's an opportunist. She sees a little. She sees if anybody leaves a little crack, she's like, well, it's not and you close. Know what? Let me just weasel in there. Journalist. She is a journalist. Interesting. She 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 wow. looks at everything from all angles. And she's like, let me see what I can do to center this around me. And I will say, so I, I will say thank you, though, because because of this. Thank you to Sarah. Um, this was the first episode we had without a Peloton ad. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> a Peloton ad and yeah. Matt short shirtless. It yeah. absolutely no, was shirtless in the way. with Serena, but yes. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, shirtless with Serena, but... Um, it definitely it's it had a different 
the vibe was different this yeah. episode for the wrong reasons definitely yeah. for the wrong reasons but yeah. I was grateful to not be looking at that um I did notice however I was um this was all said off camera, off face, mm-hmm. but Anna and Jacinia were talking to someone and the clips weren't really aligned with their mouths. So mm-hmm. it could be ADR. I don't really know. Um, Cause you see Jacinia mouth why, and then you don't hear them say why as Alana, it sounded like Alana and Alana is who was sitting behind them. So I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's who it was where she was saying, um, you know, tonight's been really hard on her. She was saying today that she doesn't think or she's not sure if mm-hmm. she's built for this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, I'm sorry. So you're telling me before she faints. Yeah. She had already been talking about how she wasn't sure if she was cut out for this. Yeah. That's a red flag to me. Mm-hmm. That is a red flag to offer it because all of a sudden you start thinking about how she just did. A, a different storyline than I think the one Sarah intends to paint mm-hmm. starts coming out once you figure out she didn't just start thinking about going home, especially before she faints or mm-hmm. fake faints. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. This episode is really tricky because, which I'm sure we'll get into it, but there's so many layers to it. But then, like, it's yeah. just like what layer does she decide to bring up at that moment and it yeah so then it starts to feel a little bit like well then what is it is it the drama is it that you feel like you you can't do it is it your dad is it like each time it was a different reason and I was like now it just seems more like you're just wanting more attention because you, you're not being consistent with your reasoning yeah and and I understand that being in such a like mentally stressful emotional yeah. taxing and physically draining situation i pressurized as you know mm-hmm. filming nearly 25 hours mm-hmm. a day even mm-hmm. though they're only 24 hours mm-hmm. and her extenuating circumstances but the lack of consistency in the narrative that she chose yeah. was very apparent even to the women in the house and that i feel like was it just was very obvious very early on so I will say I thought it was weird that Matt apologized <laughs> for her fainting. Yeah, that. <laughs> How would you he's, feel he's if someone so was like, weird. I'm sorry about that? He was making some weird choices this episode, I think. I was like, hmm, I don't know about that. but Oh, Jesus. But I didn't okay. love him as much this episode as I did have previously. Past. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I will agree with you, but I will say... It's less about me not liking him as much and more like, oh, I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I knew this man was all hype and I'm starting to see mm-hmm. I'm starting to see the chips in the frozen armor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But saying goodbye to Kristen did hurt me. I want to pull yeah, one out for I Kristen can, Bria. I, I can't believe I just realized that. I was so I didn't have any time to think about anything else. You know, there was so much happening that I was just like wow she was she's gone sad yeah. like, and i think no go ahead no i was just gonna say they showed sydney's goodbye um yeah but they didn't show Kristen's. yeah sydney seemed kind of irrelevant i thought they were gonna use her more this season because her dad yeah. is like an ex-nfl coach and you know mm. the bachelor in the nfl or yeah 
mono mono so mm-hmm. I was I was kind of surprised but also not because she seemed irrelevant to me yeah I I that's why I was like oh Kristen that I was that's why I was more shocked that they showed Sydney's goodbye and not Kristen's yeah I really they fumbled the bag with her they really missed an opportunity there I will say for the whole rose ceremony Kayla's I guess, summation of it all. Mm -hmm. She said, "Um, I did not question Sarah's fainting for a moment. Did I get a slight bit of annoyance because I wanted my name to get called so I can get my emotions over with first? Yeah. Do I feel sexy for saying that? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's a word right there. Of course. Of course. That's how I felt this whole episode. Mm -hmm. And she's going to remain our rationality queen as we pursue or peruse. I don't know. As we prevail through the episode. Yeah. Victoria's eye. What was happening? So hear me out. I thought it was, I thought she was giving us a pince pink eye moment. Yeah. I think it's a sty. She might have a sty. I don't know. I was just like, it's so strange because you never see people on this show looking anything less than amazing. Right. And so that's why I'm like, but why does she always look like that? Yeah, she'd be looking decrepit. Yeah, I'm like... Like, she looks better in her mug shot that just came out than she'd be looking on the show. I'm like, there has... Like, I'm just like, is she choosing to not really try? Is she... Like, does she not know how? Like, what... what, I just don't... Because everyone always on that show, just like you, they look nearly flawless i know that they're not but like on the show you know they they look like their skin's perfect their hair's perfect their outfit's perfect like their nails are perfect and victoria just looks like a mess all the time and i'm like what is going on well i will say and i despise victoria right Mm -hmm. um i i don't mm, despise might be too strong of a word it's Mm because i don't really care about her yeah. she's entertaining to mm-hmm. me yeah um but i know she would not survive hand-to-hand verbal combat with me and that's enough to make me sleep peacefully at night right yeah um no, i kind of like how crappy she looks i mean it tracks it tracks with the character that she is on the show like, but it also it tracks with the character of like white women in our society who get uh, elevated or, or access to larger platforms mm-hmm. for no other reason than they suck. Yeah. And I like to see that because how do I put this? Victoria is Karen. And I don't yeah. mind seeing Karen look like crap on this show. Oh, yeah. And sure. It just, it brings a little bit of joy to my heart to see her looking so raggedy because it's like, wow, this one slipped through the cracks, which means there's more hick shit to come. Mm -hmm. I I just had this thought and I haven't really thought about this until this moment, but I'm like, I don't want to watch Victoria on Paradise and they're going to make us do it. You think so? You think she's going to get to Paradise? I think so. She sucks. She does suck, (laughs) but they put... Other people act on Paradise as well. So I will say that, I mean, the Victoria we saw this week was a lot, but it was definitely less like 
than than what we saw in previous episodes to where it was like, oh, this is a real person. You're still annoying and I still don't really want to be around you. But at least now I feel like, oh, you're a normal person and that's you. The other episode yeah. I was like, this is too much. Like you're you're doing the most. It's enough. Stop. You know what she is? She was one of those girls in drama club or one of those MT musical theater girls mm-hmm. that just knew they were the shit that they mm-hmm. would pop in that they were yeah. going to be on broadway the moment they landed in new york mm-hmm. um and actually they weren't popping yeah I, I could see how she could end up on paradise i just would rather she not she also made a lot of sense this episode she did and i was like wait what what that was another moment where i was like what is happening like she was like the suddenly like the nice mean girl and i was like I'm confused. It was very much like, oh my God, I love your bracelet. Like, that is the ugliest effing bracelet I've ever seen. You know, where it's, you're like, <laughs> like you're being nice. But also, I know that, that there's some kind of backhanded something yeah. in there where I'm like, she is coming for me. But and like, in the backhanded something, there was some underlying truth that yeah. was talking dang you couldn't have slept on Marilyn and waited for this to pop out on Sarah because that would have been fun and and the thing is that that shocked me that I was like oh this is she's like being once again a real person and I didn't know that she could be that um but when she walked away from the confrontation with with Katie and Sarah like she confronted Sarah and then Katie came up and it was Katie's fight to fight and Victoria was like okay I'm going to leave and let you guys talk about it. Like she literally walked away and I was like, wow. Cause she really could have stayed there and stirred the pot, but sure. she left. I don't think Victoria walking away was her decision. I think that was the producers pulling her to go back inside so that they could Maybe. get some real drama between Katie and Sarah. And then they didn't get it because Katie's not, yeah. Katie's not about that action. Well, Katie's right. about that action, but she's not about that like petty yeah. action. She's like yeah. real nigga. Katie is a real nigga. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that I can I can see that too, but for but just if if it wasn't and if it was just her, then I'm like, "Oh." Yeah. And she isn't always just trying like she was she was genuinely like, "You pissed me off. You pissed everyone else off, and I'm going to tell you how I feel about it and then I'm going to leave." Cuz I don't have time to yeah. talk to you anymore. Okay, so we are skipping over, like, very important moments to get us there. Um, So let's, like, backtrack a little bit and talk about (laughs) our boy Chris Harrison coming in to introduce the group date and how he's Uh, decided he's had a long conversation uh, with, what's this boy's name? Matt James. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And he and Matt James both agree that he needs to push himself some more be uncomfortable yeah. and so Chris has curated dates now look I think Chris was about as involved in curating this date right as I was involved in birthing myself I don't mm-hmm. know I think he was like I would like to promote my book because the yeah. sales still aren't up mm-hmm. and we we featured with a book in the background of every goat episode for bachelor goat still mm-hmm. the sales aren't up this book mm-hmm. came out in 2016 where's my money I didn't know it came out in 2016. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure this book came out in 2016. Like, we were in college, bro. Oh, no. That's bad. I had got yeah. it, but it's okay. I, as soon as I said it, I was like, dang. Victoria was not in college. No, I graduated. <laughs> 2016. Hey. 2016, baby. Um, so, 
yeah, I don't think he was really that um, <laughs> involved, but none, like, nonetheless, he says he's curating these dates. We're going to get two group dates, a one-on-one. One of those group dates where we aren't going to see, I'll be interested if that's where we start next episode or yeah. if Matt's just going to be so emotionally <laughs> undone from Sarah leaving that they cancel it. But um, Sarah gets up, she gets to read off the date. Mm-hmm. Mari and Chelsea, I noticed, had kicked off the like girl chat talking about, oh, you know, this is going to be a new week. It's a fresh mm-hmm. start, clean slate, no drama. Yeah. I know we're all so tired, and that's how we know immediately we're oh. not going to get a fresh yeah. slate, clean start, no drama. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get the group date, and I noticed that Maggie did not get called, and Maggie has not gone on a group date yet. I mean, she better be on this next one. Well, I mean, she has no choice because yeah. she wasn't on the first one. But still, I'm like, I'm sorry. Some girls are, are now on their second. Rachel's crusty, dusty, yeah. coming to Georgia, sundown town. May or may not be a member of the KKK. Probably isn't. But, like, I don't know. <laughs> the jury is still yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Ass gets to go on a second group date. And yeah. Maggie's been sitting in Nemecola. Yeah. With her gorgeous <sighs> hair and accent and skin, just wasting away. Just, just wasting her beauty when she could be on this group date. Yeah. Okay. I mean, whatever. Who just knows? She's too good for him, anyways. <laughs> so, so I'm kind of like, oh well, like she can just. Matt James wishes. Yeah, I'm like, I think that's. I think he's probably intimidated by her, which as she as he should be. Yeah. Um. So the girls get excited. They're going on the group date. Kit when she gets up to him runs and oh yeah didn't does she jump a, on him or something like yeah Game of Roses calls it a huju which I think is a hug jump and she mm. did the full leg wrap um, yeah. shout out to leg wrap hugs Instagram oh, wow. <laughs> um, but she did a leg wrap and I was like girl he don't know you like that yeah and then you get into this little segment where she's like, I love being uncomfortable. It's really yeah. hard to make me uncomfortable. And I'm like, girl, what? Have you ever had to be uncomfortable? Like, huh? You probably like getting a rise out of people. Yeah. Like, but you've never, you've never been in an uncomfortable moment. I have a hard time believing that Cynthia yeah. Riley's daughter. Yeah, I do too. It's, it's, unfortunately, that's you, the life you have lived and it is the opposite of uncomfortable. <laughs> must be nice yeah it must be nice so we get to the group date and ashley i is there reading i also think it's so funny that they continue to include the last initials like it's just ashley like there's no one else there named ashley there are too many ashley's in the bachelor nation franchise thing (laughs) conglomerate i don't know for us to not specify it's ashley i I mean, yes, but like, who else is there at that moment? No, one. she will be Ashley I for the rest of she, her life. She will be, and they always do that. But I'm just like, can we just? It's can we just say Ashley? Like, and also, did but, she even, did she change her last name? I don't know because is she even Ashley I anymore? Because she did, yeah, she did. I think she kept her last name and added um, mm. high high bone high hyphenated. I don't know. No, hi, oh. like Jared's. Jared oh, is her husband's name. name. Yeah, I think his name is Highbone. Highbone. Oh. I don't. Know. I really I'm sorry, don't. y'all. 
I really don't know. That just made me laugh. I was like, it's it's just Ashley. <laughs> there's no one. Else. Strangely, like there's no Ashleys on this season. So uh, I wonder if this was the first time Matt and Ashley met. <laughs> oh, probably. That's fun. Let me just introduce this girl who I've never met. Hi. Yeah. Uh, everybody this is Ashley I hi Ashley I nice to meet you right I also noticed there was a cutaway where like Lauren was like oh my gosh like what's going on and like she's reading this hot and heavy scene they are not lighting Lauren in her scenes properly like when she does her one-on-one yeah like Mm. you you'll see any other woman who is on the fairer skin of brown or white Mm -hmm. and they're lit just fine but Lauren who I believe may be the darkest skin mm-hmm. woman on this season mm-hmm. be looking like she's sitting in shadows it's mm-hmm. it's giving me it's triggering me it's bringing up trauma from college yeah. when they know how to light my ass on stage and I right. don't like it yeah I don't like it I mean y'all making all this money on the show figure it out <sighs> so the sex date thoughts oh I mean it was just kind of silly to me because I was like because it was like some people like really went there and then some people didn't and some people made it cute and so it was just like so all over the place that it it was just kind of a it was just kind of a all over the place kind of date to me Uh, I didn't like Matt's reading whatsoever I said this is terrible please stop it was like listening to him I don't know do a cold read of a scene that like I don't know, our favorite underpaid PA, Marcella, wrote at the last minute. It was, like, so, like, it was as if someone said, please be the most awkward that you could ever be, and then go a little bit more awkward than that, and then that's what he did. And I went, this is not sexy whatsoever. I said, you you have, I would have gotten up and walked out and said, actually, you know what, this isn't for me. If that's what it's going to, that's what you think is sexy, this is... I think I am in the wrong place. I'm not going to lie. He reminded me of Mad-Eye Moody <laughs> from Harry Potter. When, but after they like the polyjuice potion wears mm-hmm. off and it turns out it's Barty Crouch's son. Oh. That is who Matt James reminded me of as he read this. It was like, the, and like the awkward, like if you're going to lick your lip, please just lick it the whole way and bite it. Don't do the half lick, like lizard tongue. <laughs> Like yes. I said, what was that? Yeah, lizard tongue. It I was said, the it was the lizard tongue. It was very quick and small. And I said, oh, please don't ever do that again. I wonder like, if I someone can't... can give us like a side by side of Matt doing that lick flick, someone, that lip yeah. tongue flick, and then Barty Crouch's son doing Oof. that weird tongue thing. Yeah. And he was like, mmm, chocolate, chocolate cake. cake. I said, oh. what? <laughs> And that's the thing. I'm wondering, like, if if the women on that date had, like, they had to have the same reaction. No one thought that was sexy. Like, I would have well, laughed. I have them all saying that they think it's sexy, and they're, like, in the audience, like, fanning well, themselves, yeah, which, of they course, they them, could be, yes. They told them, this is the sexiest thing you've ever heard. But I know that in the, Kayla, in the back of her head, she said, what is he talking about? What she is said, this nigga doing? She said, said, what? Now I know damn well you got more finesse than that right. boy. Like she that is what is going this. on in Kayla's mind. Yeah, you all of this after like that. Got me out here fawning over you on national television right. and you gonna do that? Right. Ooh. 
after Chris Harrison and called you my king. Like you got Chris right. Harrison. I also felt very strange when he said that. Chris I Harrison Chris. always makes me uncomfortable, Please. and it's just really turned up this season because he's yeah. like talking about busted up dresses and who's gonna be making out with Matt while you're at home wishing you could be there. Yeah. My king, like, is, did, what is he engaged? He just told somebody on on Instagram to suck it. I'm like, what is he on? Is he it did is he just wrap much- out his contract with The Bachelor and he's not gonna host the next season? Is that yeah. what's happening? Are they bringing JoJo in? <laughs> Rebuke. Um, wait, because, yeah, who's saying that? Like, I think it was on some another podcast, and I can't remember which one it was. I think it was on actually know. on Patty Broads. But they were like, Chris is so obsessed with, with Matt James. And he's like, <laughs> like, like, Matt's coming over to hang out with Chris's son. And Chris is like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, and he, like, just stays there and chats. And they're like, no, like we're trying to hang out and he's like yeah yeah we're all hanging out and they're like no no like we're and chris is like yeah yeah oh okay yeah yeah i'll be i'll be next i'll be right there but like let me know if you guys if you guys meet like that's how he is and then that's so that's what i feel like is coming and you're like please stop like you are the whitest man and we just need you to stay you have established yourself as this and that's what we need we don't need the my king the busted up dress like, it's just uncomfortable, and I would like it to stop. You don't have to be down with us, Chris. You could just be the host. Right. He reminds me of, um, and let me know if you ever experienced this, Victoria, because it was much of my life where I would be hanging out with my white best friends mm-hmm. growing up, and, you know, um, <laughs> wrote, you know, I'm the token, token black in the friend group and uh, yeah. the one black friend that comes over to their house and spends the night mm-hmm. where like certain friends, parents would treat me like I was their daughter. And it was like, oh, you know, you, you're, I really like you or I, mm-hmm. you know, you're just my favorite when they're really saying you're my favorite black more than yeah. anything. Yeah. I really I like you, kid. Mm-hmm. I I accept you. You can't date right. my son, but like I oh, yeah. I ex- I accept you. Uh-huh. That's who he reminds me of. He reminds yeah. me of my white professor in college who used to tell me he looked at me like one of his daughters, even though he, I could never be related to him. Is how he said it. Yeah. Did you watch? Uh, did you watch One Night in Miami? Not yet. Figure out Amazon Prime yet. I have not. I have not figured out Amazon Prime yet. I am working on it. Um, but but anyways, there's there's a scene like that in in like the very beginning of the movie where the it's the white man. He's like, um, well now I'm terrible because now I can't remember the character's name. John or the actor's name? No, the actual character's name. He's the only one that's still living. Um, <clears throat> he was like football player turned actor. Or oh, I'm yeah, gonna be like, like broadcast or whatever, turned actor. Anyways, I'm terrible. I can't remember that man's name. Sorry to that man. Um, <laughs> but but there's like a white friend, older gentleman. I don't. Really, I can't really remember how they're related, but um, he's like telling him how he's so proud of him with all of his college games and all this stuff. And he's like, we're so proud of you. We're rooting for you. Like anything that you need, anything, whatever. And then the daughter comes out, the white daughter. And is like, Oh, I have to like move these something with the furniture. And he's like, he's like, Oh, um, the, the black 
man is like, oh, I can help with the furniture. Like I'm a young college athlete. You're an old man. And she's a young woman. He's like, I, I could, I could help with the furniture. The, the whole conversation is happening on the porch. And he goes, oh, now, now, you know, we don't allow niggers in the house. Ha ha. See you later. <laughs> and like, they just had this whole conversation. <laughs> And he like, just like fun friends. We love you. We're supporting you. Like, we're so proud of you. And he's like, you can't, but you can't come to my house. And this is something that I would really love, like for our listeners to think about is because there is this culture of, um, this, this culture of, of choosing the token black, right? We know about that. Um, but then, handling them with this long handled spoon and mm. I think that is the vibe that everyone is picking up on with Chris Harrison is like Chris doesn't know how to engage with mm. Matt wants to engage with him so bad so he's super obsessed and it's like oh pretty yeah. but like pretty here and not pretty in my real life pretty yeah. when you agree with me or when you follow the rules or you're doing the like playing the game the way we need you to but not pretty if you you know desist in any way right. definitely could like give you a noogie kiddo mm-hmm. um but I'm still gonna call you boy right it's it's very much like and this is getting a little bit more off bachelor topic but it's okay because that's why you're listening to this because we talk about all things um but it's very much like america's reaction to amanda gorman as opposed to america's reaction to brianna taylor like both young black women um who you know amanda is this gorgeous like so well put together woman who speaks so eloquently and and who talks with her hands, which is gorgeous. And um, who was on this, this platform for the entire country to see yet when there's a woman like Breonna Taylor, who is maybe um, not as refined around the edges, but is still a bomb ass, like uh, EMT, like got her life together. Like she had just bought a new car. Um, She and her boyfriend were committed. Yeah. Like her and her boyfriend were in a committed relationship, but there was like a little bit of drama in her past with her ex and things. And then suddenly like, we can't support this black woman because she has this little mess. Um, But, but, but when it's presented to us nicely in the form of Amanda Gorman, then we're all about blackness and we're all about supporting black women. But when it's someone who, is from Louisville and someone who is maybe a little bit heavier and someone who, you know, doesn't, uh, they don't fit the mold of what they they will accept for what blackness looks like to them in a protected white space. Yeah. Then it's like, Oh, you don't, we don't want anything to do with that. And we don't have to, we're better off without this one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm so proud of Amanda Gorman. And I, am obsessed with her like I think the entire country is um I didn't know of her before the before the inauguration which is bad on my part but I'm glad that I know about her now um but it's I I couldn't help but compare the two because absolutely it, it really just broke my heart that I'm like all these people are so for Amanda as they should be but where were they when Brianna needed us you know, we've been begging people to say Brianna's name and all people can say right now is Amanda Gorman. Mm -hmm. And it should not take um, certain qualifications to to meet a mold or something for us to say, 
this is what blackness is supposed to look like right this is what we will accept in our society for us to value somebody's life and that's exactly what happened with brianna taylor it's why we are still begging people to say brianna's name Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day it was a trending topic on Twitter for a minute. Yeah. It started a couple rallies, mm-hmm. but even in the protests that I was organizing and leading in New York, mm-hmm. people weren't saying Brianna's name. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, whereas like everybody wants to know about Amanda Gorman and for our listeners who don't already know which you should, because if you don't, there's a problem. And I don't even know how you found this podcast if you don't already know about <laughs> Amanda Gorman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but she is the youngest inaugural poet in our country's history, but also is the first national youth poet laureate yes. in this country. So mm-hmm. I'll say it again for the people who ain't hear me in the back. Amanda it, Gorman is the first national youth poet laureate, my guy. There ain't nobody else right now. It's just her. Mm-hmm. All right. And she's the youngest, uh, you know poet for the the inauguration in our in our country's history which is huge as well yeah and she spoke so profoundly that I know the timbre of the country right now is wow so eloquent for a black girl she speaks so well for a black girl by the way Amanda Gorman has a speech impediment just like Maya Angelou did I know a lot of people were comparing her Mm -hmm. impediment to Joe's uh, oh, excuse me, President Biden's. Mm-hmm. Uh, woo, we made it. We made it. The yeah. inauguration was a shit show. It was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. Yeah. We made it. People there that maybe shouldn't have been there, but it's okay. But hey, yeah. Cruz, we talking to you. Yeah, you. Mitch McConnell. I saw you. I saw Mitch McConnell sleeping while Amanda Gorman was talking. Yeah, it was. Um, Bernie Sanders, thank you for your work. Thank you for what you Sanders, gave to the culture. Yeah, you really just... Michelle stole the show, but, like, Bernie also stole the show. Michelle Obama. Michelle Big Drip Obama. <sighs> okay, you I know her hair stylist is, is, is right here in Virginia. Like, I could oh, really? go... My, and you know what? The wash and set is affordable. Okay, go off. I, I could go up there and get me a, a nice little hydrate trim style... Okay. Or a decent I won't I won't do it because I know her prices have to go up now absolutely absolutely but she's been on um Michelle Big Drip Obama's team for years for yeah. our forever first lady yeah she I will say I I have always loved Michelle Obama but I also love her because my mom's name is Michelle and like my I don't know if my if the listeners know or don't know but I'm from Chicago. I moved around a lot, but I mostly say I'm from Chicago. My mom and Michelle went to the same, as the um, older generation would say, the same grammar school. And oh. so um, I think Michelle Obama, two, Michelle. two Michelles, Michelle Obama is maybe like two or three years younger than my mother. Um, but them two Michelles, they was in the same grammar school. And I, my mom, Michelle, is my own personal Michelle Obama because she also be big drip. Um, but yeah, I just had to throw that out there because I love that they have that little connection. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. Small freaking world. Small world. Okay. I think we got, well, I was about to say we got into this conversation for our listeners. Um, and if y'all think I'm cutting any of that, (laughs) I'm not because it was really important. Um, we got into that conversation to kind of 
talk about the mystification of the Negro, which is happening Mm. hardcore on this season of The Bachelor, where they're looking at and they're using that as their symbol of what Black is, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have... Chris Harrison over here like oh wow Matt yeah wow you're so tall and uh, my king and all of these weird unnecessary additives that he wouldn't otherwise need to qualify his conversations with white men that have been on this show for years or even you know Juan Pablo what is his name? Rebuke Mm -hmm. Um, he doesn't have to do that with them and the reason he does not have to do that with them is because he is a white man Mm -hmm. he's doing it with Matt because there is a difference and it it could be subconscious I'm not saying that it's intentional it could be totally subconscious I don't know where Chris Harrison stands but I do know he deleted his black square Mm. I don't I would I would not count it against him to be on the wrong side of the conversation yeah um but it's happening. It's very clear. So when people are highlighting, oh, there's this weird vibe between Chris Harrison. He's so upset, obsessed with Matt James. It's true. There's yeah. a mystification of the Negro happening. And I was really scared it was going to come out more on this date um, with the women, especially the white women Absolutely. talking about him. Katie scared the fuck out of me when she said, I love looking at Matt's big, juicy lips. Yeah. Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that from my queen Katie ever again. My yeah. king Katie, king Katie. I don't want to yeah. hear it from real nigga king Katie ever again. Mm-hmm. Cause we got close, and what we don't want to get into is the fetishize the fetishization mm-hmm. of Matt on this show. Right. The over sexualization of the black man, yeah, is a part of our cultural norms. It is. Mm-hmm. And I was scared it was going to happen to the women on the date too. How they would be overly sexualized, or someone would be made to feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, gratefully, it didn't seem like yeah. it happened. Mm-hmm. They all seemed like they had fun. I loved the way Anna started it off. It was solid. It mm-hmm. was funny. Yeah. Dry and to the point. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get me to the final four, baby. Give me that final mm-hmm. rose. Right. Yeah. Brie referenced her date, which I thought was cute. She did. She did. What? Who else? Um, Kayla, she didn't hold nothing back. She was talking about licking, sucking. Kayla, yeah. Robin. Yeah. It was bleeped it out, is. but I could tell. It was bleeped out. I, they were probably like, Matt was probably like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't know. A word? A word? Yeah. <laughs> oh, a word, Durham, North Carolina? Okay. Right. Um, what about Rachel? <laughs> I, what did she say that was like, groin her groin groin, but then but then after groin she said like hey she did like some party move and i was like what here we go yeah i was like what's happening (laughs) yeah what is that i just didn't i just didn't she talked about how her body was writhing beneath him i was like "Mm, this is weird and i also wonder if like the inspiration for her piece was like her groin fluttering after Matt said that prayer in the first episode. Oh no, yeah. That's uh, I can't. I can't even go back to that moment. Oh shoot. What about Katie's story? What did you think about Katie's? Cause I love our sex positive King Katie. Yeah, I I, I think Katie and she even brought it up 
you know, later where she was like, how did you guys feel? I think it's so important for us to, you know, talk about our sexuality and own our sexuality. And that's very empowering. Um, so I, I really like that. I mean, there have, I feel like there have been people who have been very open about their sexuality, um, on past seasons, on past seasons. But I think that, I mean, Katie just does it differently and it like, it feels like this is going to sound weird, but it feels very accessible. Um, like to where it's like, um, not something that she's not, she's not trying to hide any of it. Um, but she's also not trying to like boast about any of it but she's just like this is just part of who I am this is a part of relationships and we can talk about it because we're grown and it doesn't have to be weird yeah no I agree I would be very surprised or shocked if like a partnership with have you heard of the the company are we allowed to talk about this kind of stuff we're not monetized so I want people to know we're not getting paid for saying any of this But there's this company, um, I think they do like audio sound skates, but they're sexual Mm -hmm. ones to kind of help people either with meditation, masturbation, Mm -hmm. like whatever. I think it's called Dipsea. Okay. I've never heard of it. It's D-I-P-S-E-A. Oh, is that Dipsy? Am I dumb? The word S-E-A-C. Maybe. I I guess I, I never heard of it, so I don't know. But it's a really cool app. I had a free trial for it for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's basically trying to teach people to love their body, experience, sure, like experience yeah. their sexuality. I would be not shocked at all if Katie ends up with a partnership with them. Oh, yeah. And I, would, I, think... I would love to read her erotic stories. I'm not reading Chris Harrison's because he can't have my not money. But no. Katie's, yeah. I'm interested. Yeah, I think that she will have a lot of a lot of success in that because she's just very casual about it and and not a like like it doesn't matter type of way like not like yeah. I have a ton of casual sex because I don't care it's just no, like it's just I, like this I is can talk part. about it yeah I can talk about it casually because I'm not embarrassed or ashamed about it and so. that's what needs to be normalized so that's where I did appreciate this date because like instead of over sexualizing people into a space of discomfort we got a lens into people feeling empowered you you know even in their discomfort which right. I didn't expect I had low expectations for this this day and then when Victoria got on the stage oh yeah how did Victoria go from being the least respected mm. in the house to like everybody's comedy queen is it because no one takes her seriously anymore yeah like even even Kayla was like I thought Victoria's was hilarious I was like so now yeah. we all think that Victoria is hilarious and fun but last last week she was starting shit like y'all were really yeah. stressed out by Victoria a couple days ago yeah. and it's supposed to be Monday so I'm confused right. but Chris looked over at, to Ashley I like he had just found his new ghostwriter in Victoria he went oh. hmm? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I want to read that book. I believe it. I believe it. I had to. I want to read. Sorry, I had to turn my heat off because I have this massive whatever this is on, and I'm like fair. burning. And I, sorry, that's I'm sweating, but I think it's my. I'm sweating, and I think it's my fever. I think I have a yeah. fever. So I don't have a fever. I just have this giant robe dress, whatever I'm wearing on. Okay, so. We have the date. All of the women that aren't on the date are listening and yeah. watching from the back. Can they stop saying a live studio audience? 
it's that was house. annoying to me don't disrespect it's me the there's house. no such thing as a live studio audience right now rude it's there's no such thing i would have rather them brought in some people on zoom than i would have rather them bring in the pas that i know are standing right. back there in the first place right. where's my underpaid pa exactly then then just the other women and then then we start with sarah all right let's get into it so she said i knew i knew he would be dating these other women i i knew i'd see him potentially getting intimate you know i'm not stupid i i knew this was gonna happen but hearing those women share those stories felt like a knife through my heart girl what no girl what what i was what i was thinking the first time i watched it i was like she's having all these thoughts that are like top four thoughts I'm like like, those are the thoughts that you have when like you've been there for several weeks and you know that you have a very strong connection and you know that there is a decent chance that you could end up with this person not after one one one-on-one date and there's still 20 something other women there that you obviously know he's gonna date because that is what you signed up for we're not even at the end of week three we're on the first day of week three bro like you used to be gallivanting the streets earlier in quarantine with G Easy, who only has music about slanging dick around to all sorts mm-hmm. of different women. Mm-hmm. You was chilling when you was out in the streets with G Easy. You signed up to go on The Bachelor to watch this man date thirty two women, one of which you just so happened to be, and now you're shook, shaken, and stirred. I'm right. confused. Yeah, uh, it just was like so. It just felt so needy to me and I was like just stop it just like (sighs) did you think she was gonna ease up at all or were you like all right here we fucking go no I I knew as as soon as like you know they kept showing her having a hard time at the at the group date I was like oh my she's about to do something like it's it's just so what I was wondering which we, we haven't you know talked about her um her interrupting Katie but before before we go to that I want to skip forward a little bit because I want to say do you think because obviously she interrupted Katie all this stuff and then she goes and talks to the women and says she wanted to be the bigger person lol um but do you think that if she would have went to, to the group date and went to the women first and was like hey y'all I just need to talk to Matt for a quick second. How would you feel about that? I think that like, like what, what do you think would have happened instead of, instead of what she did? So yeah, I actually have a lot of, a lot of thoughts on this. So I'm happy to hop into this combo. I personally, as somebody who I do believe I like attention, Mm -hmm. um, but the older that I've gotten, I, the more I've been kind of securing myself like, oh, all right, you need to clear that up real quick. Fine. That's cool. Mm-hmm. If Sarah had come in to a room where I was sitting, she was like, hey, I just need five minutes with Matt. Mm-hmm. Would you guys mind? Is that okay? Mm-hmm. I would have been like, you know what? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why not? Are you okay? Like, is everything good? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm fine. I just, I have something that I really need to talk to him about. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if the girls in the room were like protesting, I'd be like, Hey y'all, she says she needs five minutes. We Let's start a timer. Five. Exactly. Like we can all count, you know, let's all start drinks. If she's not back in five minutes, we go grab her. Right. right? Um, 
that's not what the producers want though no no it's not but i just think it's that like very much like ask for forgiveness or ask for permission later or forgiveness no, not don't ask for yeah, don't don't ask for permission ask for forgiveness yeah you yeah. saw me struggle and so no because that's how i live my life um but um but yeah i i really think that if that would have been the case that yeah that they would have said sure go get your five minutes like we have a whole date um and then yeah count and be like okay your time is up thank you go back to the house um and that would have been so easy and knowing that sarah openly says that she's been watching this show her entire life like she had a very specific post that she released on Mm -hmm. instagram when the show dropped or whatever Mm -hmm. that she's been watching this show all her life um and been watching women since she was a child go through this experience she knew what that was going to do yeah so i personally do not doubt any of her actions i do think they were maybe amplified by her like you know emotional state and struggling with you know whatever she's dealing with mentally and i send nothing but prayers her way um but I think she absolutely knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. And the moment, oh, no, no, no. The moment that she said, like, before, um, that watching the date um, made oh. her really uncomfortable when she was breaking it down with, like, Jacinia and mm-hmm. Chelsea and all of them, um, how they felt about the date. She was talking about how she felt really hurt, mm-hmm. you know, after spending so much time with him. Mm-hmm. That is when I was like, oh, this is no longer about how Matt and Sarah like relate to one another. It's about how Sarah relates to this experience and to Matt and how she thinks he should be treating her. Mm-hmm. And it was very clear that from there on out, it was about Sarah and how she felt. And she was only interested in validating her emotions. Right. And you saw that very quickly because she wasn't concerned about. Anyway. what Matt was doing, you know, on the date, how the women were feeling on the group yeah. date after finally getting time with him or, yeah. you know, she didn't care. And she even said herself that, you know, the date made her feel dirty. Dirty. Yeah. That's and that it said. felt like it was an affront and attack to have to like have that shoved down her. She said shoved down her face. She could have said throat, mm-hmm. but um, to have that, that all shoved down her face, it was like, what? Yeah, I yeah, I literally, I in my notes, I was like, this is, yeah, I was like, my notes said, baby, this is what you came for, baby, this is what you came for. That's what I was thinking in that moment. I said, what? Like, and as far as we know, you knew this is what you came for, and I I understand you don't know what it's like until you in it. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah, but you know, this is not. Uh, this is it's a dating show like it's not just you you're not the only person dating like there's it's just it just was so once again exhausting um but I guess at the after party we do start off with Rachel though and she was talking about how like she was super uncomfortable on stage and I was Mm -hmm. thinking about how I was super uncomfortable watching her on screen because anytime she comes on screen I start itching yeah, I um, I don't know why. I just feel like I have no emotions for her. <laughs> like, like when I see her talk or when I feel like I just feel really nothing because <laughs> I just don't really like I would honestly rather watch Victoria than Rachel. Mm. 
Actually, I agree. I would rather watch somebody who was out with it than somebody who I felt like I subtly had to distrust. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and we talk about it all the time, how, like, blatant racism sucks, but that Mm -hmm. subtle shit is what's the worst. Subtle anything is the worst, except for when you act in and you know how to be subtle and, like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. style, finesse, craft. Mm -hmm. But when you are subtly making somebody uncomfortable, that sucks. And I would sooner have any other experience than watching you. And that's how I feel about Rachel. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's what it is. I just don't really have any reaction whenever she's on I did I did you know the very first week I was like oh I like her like there's something about her and then as as the weeks went on and stuff I was like I just don't really care and I would just I'm ready for the next person to come on screen she is still it seems like her edit is pretty strong so far so I think as the weeks wear on and girls start dropping like flies watching their dynamic unfold it's gonna be interesting because as of right now I do not think they have any chemistry like that kiss almost seemed unwanted on Rachel's end I was like is this the first black man you've ever kissed because you seem kind of scared I couldn't even my friend and I were watching it together um on one of my I think on my second watch and she was like, is she kissing him back? Is she pulling away? And I was like, I can't tell, but it looks, it just, it looks weird. Something seems off. Then he mm-hmm. gets all of the <laughs> makeup on his face again. Oh, I didn't notice. Uh-oh. I did because when Brie came into the room and they were having their cute moment and I really mm-hmm. do love watching them together. Um, Brie had to kiss Rachel's makeup off of Matt's face. Oh no. And I was like, this is disgusting and high key disrespectful. Wipe his face yeah. because I'm tired of watching. I'm tired of watching Matt look like he's getting played with all of these mm-hmm. women's makeup on their face when there's a makeup right. team or there's somebody yeah. nearby with a freaking mm-hmm. tissue. Right. It's so easy. It takes less than three seconds. You don't even have to stop rolling. Yeah. Uh, and then these other women have to come in and they see this all over his face and it's like, Oh. Well, I have to engage with you. Yeah. I'm going to kiss you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I already know that, you know, you're dating hell. But now I know you kissed the girl that was in the room right, right before, you know? Right, yeah. And you don't see it happen with the white men kissing the black women on the show, usually because, I guess, the they white men, the white men don't be kissing the black women. Yeah. Uh, well, that's unfortunate, but I yeah. just noticed that. They don't. <laughs> they don't. And so then, what's her name? Katie gets interrupted. and Yeah, so then Katie gets interrupted, and it, it was just, um, you could tell that Katie was definitely caught off guard. Like, you could tell that that was her genuine reaction of, like, wait, what? What just happened? Like, she, like, one of those things where you just do, go through the motions, and then I think she got downstairs, and she was like, wait, what? Like, she just interrupted my date. Like, I, like that was not okay. You know, in the moment she's like, oh, uh, okay, I guess I'll just go over here. Um, and then, and then of course she gets egged on by Victoria to go back upstairs. But, yeah. And you know, what's interesting is what qualifies Sarah interrupting the day is, you know, all the wom- women are in the Nima Colon resort mm-hmm. waiting for the next date card. Mm-hmm. And 
I can't remember who said it, but someone's like, oh, I guess Sarah's unable to come down when they get mm. the date card and it's for mm-hmm. Serena P, which I loved that moment. Just a quick side note. Yeah. Serena P gets the date and she's so kind, but also yeah. so excited. She yeah. acknowledges that the, you know, the other women are probably feeling, you know, sad yeah, that they like didn't they get wanted the date. Mm-hmm. But she also is really excited and yeah. I appreciate her for both like feeling her feelings in the moment and also mm-hmm. acknowledging the other women in the yeah. space. But when they say, you know, oh, I guess she was unable to come down. I was like, oh, so the producers said Sarah was unable to come down mm-hmm. and to just go ahead with reading the date card. Yeah. That is a red flag of producer manipulation to mm-hmm. me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the producers had to let Sarah stay upstairs. Yeah, yeah. There's all that whole episode. Like she's just laying in bed. I'm like, nobody is like. You don't get a choice on her door. Like, oh well, I guess she's guess not today. Like, no, no. You are here for filming, and you need to be here with all these other girls in your assigned seat on that couch. Yeah, everybody else has to wake up at five a.m., do their hair and makeup, and be downstairs ready to film. Yeah. So you saying Sarah is unable to come down is you saying, oh. Sarah's being let like she's being allowed to stay upstairs because she has something like she don't want to be down here bothered with us and that starts creating this culture of distrust and so when Piper says you know you can't keep living in denial people are still going to keep getting dates it's like yeah that's that's true but we're also not I don't think they have the opportunity to notice I I I don't know I feel like the women were set up here Mm mm-hmm to to look like they were going to be mean to her so and then you hear Sarah talking about I should have known this was going to trigger me yeah I have issues with you know in my past dealing with faithfulness and and jealousy and commitment issues and it just kills me to think I think this is what she said I'm gonna try and quote it kills me to think he's having all of these special moments that he's having with me he's having the same special moments with other women and I was like what didn't are we not watching the bachelor once again we get the entitlement of some of the white women on the show of her putting her feelings and her emotions over what anyone else is feeling and literally not even thinking about them but just being really selfish and thinking that she deserves this time to go tell him that she's struggling right nothing to go tell him nothing and then to feel even more entitled that she was like oh I'm going to go tell these women that I'm here because I'm such a good person that I'm going to let them know and I'm going to be the bigger person and they they definitely did a side or flash or whatever to Kayla when she said the bigger person <laughs> because you know like it was very much a what what she said like, she's a bigger person yeah. She said, you just came and interrupted this whole date. Like, what? That is not a bigger person. Um, Yeah. So that just... And and even still, like, Sarah even told Matt, she said that she did not know why she was there, why she came, and that she just wanted to know how she was doing. So when you go to apologize to these women, you don't even have 
anything to work with because you just came and interrupted the conversation for no reason. And Matt did his best in the situation that he could and was like, well, just think about the time we've already had. You know, you don't have to worry about everybody else if you're thinking about how we connected, if you're thinking about us, which is the whole point of the fucking game, is thinking about the connection that you share with the person who you're trying to like, whose heart you're trying Mm -hmm. to win or whatever. Um, And he really assured and validated her so many times and she didn't even know how to explain why she came yeah and she wouldn't leave and like and she told once again the entitlement to tell katie oh i'll bring him to you in five minutes like excuse me this is not your date go home like i and and i'm glad that katie just ended up sitting right next to them because you know i would have done the same exact thing Matt was um, over there looking like the Mr. Crab meme. Yeah. Cause it's and then she like seemed so Sarah seemed so annoyed that yeah, Katie she was seemed agitated. over there. And I'm like, you interrupted her. Like she has the right to be annoyed. You have zero rights in this situation. This is not your date. And when she like, I just it's ooh, when white women don't know how to be confrontational for real, for real, mm-hmm. or when they're not getting their way and they have this like face of like I'm appalled that you're even challenging me on me on this one. Yeah, I cannot stand that. And that is that was Sarah this whole episode, whole but episode. especially in this moment with Katie. Yeah. Katie was just trying to reclaim her time, and she yeah. did it. She did it very kindly. She did it with more grace than I probably would have mm-hmm. had available in my spiritual we- recesses. Yeah, Matt just simply looked befuddled. This is what I. This is all I wanted from Matt. I don't know what the rules are with the producers. I don't know if they mm-hmm. told him not to interfere or what. Yeah. All he had to say was, "Hey, Sarah, you know, if I can, I'm gonna come to you." to talk to you tonight, you know, mm-hmm. after this group date is done. But right now I really want to honor and respect um, the women who are here, who are on right. this group date. I want to respect their time. And I really want to respect Katie's time because I was in the middle of a conversation with her mm-hmm. when you interrupted. But he right. don't want to hurt Sarah's feelings because he thinks she's cute. And I'm right. not with that bullshit. Yeah. I'm not with it. Exactly. Yeah, she, like, Katie came back in and she she literally went deer in headlights like, yeah like yes can I help you yes you need to go like the time is up your time if I was Katie I think that that would be one of the first indicators that Matt Knight might not be the one for me Mm -hmm. because then I have to sit down I sit down on this couch trying to reclaim my time Mm -hmm. and you go to walk her out like she asked you to and I have to listen to you with an earshot of me making out right and then you come back into this room with her makeup all over your face. Yeah. Now I'm really pissed. Yeah. And then Katie walked. She's I mean, disrespecting the process. She is. She really thinks that like she can go on this show. And I mean, Claire kind of did that, but she's not Claire. You know, she thinks that she can go on this show and just like stir it all up and have her own love story and, and leave together on week three. And, blah, blah. and it's like, Mm, no no ma'am no no ma'am we saw how that ended for claire you're you're special everyone's special in their own in their own right but listen this isn't gonna be it so but i really loved how um when you know when victoria decided to be nice for a moment um and like kind of talked to her but then switched to back to being mean really fast um but i loved how they show katie walking up 
she literally walked up like a linebacker. Like she was like, listen, she said, I'm not inside anymore. I don't have to have my like poise anymore. She walked up there like she was literally about to throw hands. I was like, oh my God. I was like, shoulders, hey. shoulders were like nice yeah. and set. Like, All right. Bad. I was like, she is coming up here. She said, I would really like, like, I love, I love when like, you, you know, when you're mad and like, you know, you have so much to say, but you're like, no, I would really love to hear what you have to say. Please tell me, please tell me what you have to say. Cause I'm, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to let you talk. And then I have a lot to say. It was like, she listened to Nuck if you buck right before she mm-hmm. walked out. Yeah. She... And she kept it G and she took no shit. And I'm, I'm sure the producers were very dismayed that she took no shit and kept yeah. it so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked how she, she put like, when, when Sarah was like, Oh, I just, I, I was struggling with deciding whether or not I was going to leave tonight, yeah. which mind you, she does not say to Matt when she steals right. him for no. a second. Yeah. But um, Katie said, I encourage you to figure it out hard and quick. And I was like, um, that sounds like something my mama would say to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you better and, and figure it out real quick. I don't remember. I don't remember how old Sarah is, but I, in that moment I was like, yes, Katie's 29. I was like, Katie uh, knows. Katie has gone through all these emotions. She's gone through all these insecurities. She said, I'm here to find a husband. I don't have time for little girls coming up in here with all their drama and all their insecurities, messing up my chance to find a husband. She says, you yeah. need to figure that out quick because you're messing with my game. You're messing with my future. And That's that true. is not okay with me. And that, that was one of the moments where, which is why I think that they need to keep casting older people older quote women on this show you know older in bachelor world um but this is why it's so important to have different age groups like to cast like quote unquote the older women to continue to cast them on this show because the the difference between a kit and a katie is so vast even the difference between a sarah and a katie is so vast and like we could compare that to like a Noah and a Bennett which like we don't have to but like we we could because there are just so like you just learn so much and you grow so much as you've had time to go through relationships and learn more about yourself and I'm sure that Katie saw a version of herself in Sarah in that moment and was like you got to figure this out because this is not cute and you this is going to be a mess so you need to figure this out quick because it's not like I have I think we've all been Sarah and those insecurities not as needy um but we've all had those insecurities in our relationships but then i know now that i'm older where i'm like "Mm, no like i figure it out it's not as big of a deal as you're making it figure it out and just keep moving forward because yeah i will say i think sarah's behavior she's 24 Mm -hmm. um and so i'm not much older than her and it Uh actually kind of offends me that there's an age difference at all but also it's like oh thank god Mm-hmm. Um, she reminds me of how I was when I was like 18, 19 years old and I was in my first serious relationship with a guy mm-hmm. and like when our relationship was really unhealthy and, and super freaking toxic, nigh abuse, like n- nearly abusive, mm-hmm. um, where we would do these weird emotional, like, I, yeah, I guess I would qualify it as emotional abuse where we were trying to manipulate the other into like getting a certain result. Yeah. Where he'd be like, let's go on a break, but you have to remain exclusive to me. Or I would pitch a fit if he wanted to go out to a party and he didn't want me to come with him, mm-hmm. you know, so that he would stay home with me or go to the party with that I wanted to go to with my friends. Right. Or me spending three, four months in our relationship, not knowing he was out there in the streets, photo mm-hmm. streets, 
for the women in the streets. Yeah. Um, just being like, no, we're together. Like we're still exclusive to each other. We're just like on a break, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that reminds me of that age, which like shows this level of emotional maturity that she might not have access to because she's mm-hmm. too busy dealing with the trauma of her yeah. father being terminally ill at mm-hmm. home. And that's something you do need to go home and figure out. Yeah. So when they were saying maybe she'll just pack her bags and go home, I was like, actually, she might need that. It might be best for her. And also, can someone get her a promo code to better help on the way out? Like, dang. Yeah, I think, yeah, and that's where I get a little bit like, why did you come on the show? Like, if, if, if this was, which I I do know that her dad is sick, um, but I'm like, I have, I have lost my dad. Um, and I'm like, if, if I knew that my dad was sick, like it, it, yes, you want to continue to live your life. And yes, you want to, your, your parents want you to be happy. But I was just like, I don't know. It's kind of like, just, you should have just stayed home probably. Like, I just don't think like, I know that myself mentally, the only thing I could handle, the only mental capacity I had at that time was for my dad, was for my family. And so to know that you're going to put yourself in this high stress situation with 30 other women fighting for the same man, I'm like, is that really the best decision for you at this time? If they like you, they will bring you back the next Bachelor. Yeah. Like, I just think that Sadly, like we all make bad decisions. I just think she made a bad decision and she had to deal with it on national television and it made her look not that great, which is bad because it was already an unfortunate situation because her dad was was and is terminally ill. Right. It's just like, like it just sucks because obviously we all feel for her and we, we, um, our prayers go out to her family and to her dad and all that. Um, and especially as someone who has lost their father, like, no, I don't wish that on my worst enemy. Um, but it was just like, that wasn't, that wasn't the smartest decision. Like I literally remember, I mean, I was in high school, but I literally remember my high school boyfriend and I having a hard time when my dad was passing away because he was like, you just don't, you're like, you're not giving anything. Like you don't you're not showing any emotion. I'm like, I have no emotions to give. I'm like, yeah. and I, I was 17 years old at that point. And I'm like, I, I have nothing to give because I've given everything to this past month of trying to keep my dad alive and trying to figure out what my life's going to look like if he's not with us. And so I was like, I know I had, I couldn't, I couldn't, I mean, I was 17, but I'm like, I couldn't have even thought like my relationship was the furthest thing from my mind, you yeah. know, at that time. And so my relationship with my boyfriend. Um, so that's why I'm like, ah, was it smart to go on this show at this time? No, I just don't think so. And, and I hate to say it, but it's like she didn't set herself up for success. And we saw her downward spiral and it wasn't fun to watch. I agree. And it makes me question 
I guess the the producers you know because I know it's it's producers are in such a tricky position right they are Mm -hmm. both the biggest supporter of the person that they're producing or the product they're producing because unfortunately the women on these shows producers are producing products (laughs) at the end of the day so these women are their subjects Mm -hmm. they want to turn out a certain result that is what happens with the producer but they're also some of their closest friends these are the the people the girls get to relate to the mm-hmm. most other than the contestants. Mm-hmm. I would argue that some of these women will leave closer to their producer than they will leave closer to Matt, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and the lack of priority for her well-being in that situation, in that circumstance, yeah. was intentional mm-hmm. because it was going to turn out some drama in the house. Yeah. Um, I don't think it went the way Sarah thought it would. I thought she, I think she thought Matt was going to run after her. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it just, uh, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we get to, you know, everybody going home. Cause what Rachel gets the group date yeah. rose and, and nobody did, and else in the room has talked. Has talked. Yeah. Matt. And I think the producers were like, Matt, you need to wrap this date up now. We don't waste too much time. The date is over. And so none of the women actually get to talk, which is going to piss them off even Mm -hmm. freaking more. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that really blew my mind. And it also is just frustrating to like, to have to like bite your tongue, you know? Cause like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure that all the women were like, wait, what? Like literally none of us talked to you. Like, cause that's yeah. what I would have wanted to say. I would have been like, you better put that rose down because listen, there's six of us in here who have not spoken a word. Yeah. And so for you to give out this rose right now, like I should have stayed at home. I should have kept Absolutely. my erotic. I should have read my erotic stories in my bed by myself because <laughs> I didn't need to be reading them for you. If I wasn't going to get to talk to you later, like. Yeah. Anna even says, wow, hardest man to get time with as she hugged him. <laughs> Wow. Oh, I didn't catch and that. And I think that. I think he I think he felt bad, but like he's truly just a cog in the machine at this point. He's just yeah. moving along down the assembly line. And I yeah. kinda I, I do empathize with him and, and feel bad because he looks like a deer in headlights mm-hmm. until he sits down with a woman of color and suddenly he looks like he's at ease. Yeah, um, but I also am like I feel like he says this a lot where he says you know, it's my first time doing this and I've never done this before. And well, I'm like, okay, yes. But just because it's your first time doing something doesn't mean that you can't have, I mean, maybe he can't have a say in something. But I'm like, it doesn't mean that you have to do literally everything that you're told. And it doesn't mean that like, like people, Claire literally broke the rules of the show. So I'm like, you can, from what I know, from what Chris Harrison always said, the rules are, there are no rules. So I'm like, if for you to keep saying, I've never done, I'm like, you seem to let a lot of things slide that I, as a, like, as a contestant on that show, I wouldn't be okay with. Well, and I mean, we said this in the first episode though, uh, or the preview episode, we were like, yeah. he skirts accountability. Mm-hmm. He did it in that conversation about being the first black bachelor and he continues to do it in these situations that might displease some, yeah. um, where like he pretends like he does not have autonomy exactly right which he does um but he doesn't want to hurt people's feelings and so I'm trying to figure out what the balance is in like holding him accountable to the experience that the contestants are getting and also understanding that he has no experience himself 
Um, yeah, and I think some people were saying like, this might be unfortunate for him. This could be his disadvantage, not having the experience of being on the show before, mm-hmm. um, because he's not going to have a, you know, a way to evaluate or discern properly, yeah. um, how to value everybody's time. And all he's doing is saying, making all of these empty promises to people. But he's, but he's not even valuing everyone's time because then he sure. went and found Sarah again. And it's like, he sure if, did. It's like if you could, if you couldn't have talked to the other people on that date, then you shouldn't have went up and found Sarah when you were supposed to be going on a date with Serena P. And then qualify it by saying, I would have done that for anybody. Right. You would have done that for anybody. You should have done that last night when six of eight of us exactly. didn't get to talk to you. Yep. And they said in the date, you should have said, wait, no, I haven't talked to everybody, mm-hmm. bro. Yeah, that's a slap in their face. And then and then I was so mad at him. He came down, he said, Oh, that was a long five minutes. I said, Not with, that not that with with Sarah's makeup on his face yet again. Yeah. Like, now I gotta go on a date with you knowing you've just been making out with her up yeah. there. And then that was another moment when Victoria was nice mean and she was like, Okay, well it's Serena P's date now. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, leave. <laughs> she was like, I don't want to see you anymore. You're annoying me. So let's let Serena have her good day. So you better treat her right. Like that was kind of what like she she this whole episode, Victoria was just nice mean. That was And we get she was. And yeah. that's why I wasn't that bothered by like right. her bullying or whatever. Mm-hmm. I did quotation marks around bullying for people who can't see me. Yeah. But um yeah. because even in the conversations with the women, while Matt is upstairs planking on Sarah in her bed you know Anna's talking about you know she doesn't really want to go home she just wants him to say no I want you here or Mm -hmm. Jacinia highlighting that she is begging for you know affirmation the women are clocking things even MJ I think is talking about um manipulation manipulation and how she's clocking that she's playing on his kindness and and you have that being highlighted and sure it looks like they're talking shit but who doesn't yeah who doesn't sit down with their group of friends right like not even the highest on high of christians the highest on high of buddhists the monks Mm -hmm. like I don't believe no. that they are above those kind of conversations because you are observing the behavior you're being exposed to. Yeah, they have to talk about it. Like, no one's going to go on like this is a normal day. Like, they're experiencing these things. They're happening to them. It's affecting their relationship with Matt. It's affecting their time. Like, they have to, to talk about it. It's not like they're not trying to be um, malicious. They're saying these are things that are happening and this is how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Um, yeah, MJ was getting mad, but we'll get into that later. But she I like, I like, I liked, I liked MJ's yeah. anger. I do. Yeah. Um, and I think this this whole situation when Matt goes upstairs to check on her just reinforces Sarah's bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he came down and was like, "Oh, that was a long five minutes to me," you know what I would have been? I would have been like, "Oh yeah, haha, it was a long five minutes. You have a little something on your face, right?" That and that's the thing that I'm talking about, like the biting of the tongue. I'm like. They you notice have... who's being quiet. You can yeah. tell who's being quiet. And I think those are going to be the women that survive longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do appreciate, like, Serena's date was the highlight of the episode for me. She yeah. was just so hopeful. And that weird line where he was like, what she lacks in size, she brings to the table right. in personality. I was like, all right, nigga, yeah. you're big. Yeah. We get it. Like, She's 5'2". I'm like, I'm 5'2", so calm down. 
Relax. I'm like, I'm not um like miniature. Okay. I'm when, a normal person. When tall people can only be like, oh, uh, wow, you're so short. Look at yeah. you so tiny. Can you reach that? Like, that's what that moment felt yeah. to me. I'm like, she knows she's short, but she had the best one-on-one of, you know, I mean. I think her one-on-one was better than Breeze. Yeah. Like, it was so, she... She was so confident, like right off the bat, and she was so chill. Like I was like, yeah. oh, like I would, I imagine that I'm like this calm, cool, collected, cute, sexy, like with my one liners, funny on a first date. But I'm like probably not. Um, but she was that, <laughs> and I was yeah. like, wait, this is re-. like she really is. She was really in control. I was like, yes. go off. Like but, when they were talking about the charcuterie board yeah. and. It was really a charcuterie cloth, which I thought was yeah. weird. But yeah. she was like, you know, I'll put like some meat, some cheese. I love a good brie with jam. Sprinkle mm-hmm. some shot. Are you writing this down? Where's your pen and paper? You need to be writing this mm-hmm. down. I was like, oh, ooh, finesse. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Also, she's half Indian, which I think is right. really cool. Because we yeah. don't often get South Asian women on this show. It's she's really- giving me big, you know. Uh, Kamala Harris vibes only you know she's not black and Indian Mm -hmm. you know she's not the double minority Um, it does however add to our narrative of the Bachelor franchise being interested in this mixed race Mm -hmm. colorist kind of Mm -hmm. we don't actually want to commit to representation and, and amplifying minority voices but we will find some specific ones that we were willing to yeah. amplify and I'm fine with Serena P because I really I just I really like her I had such really a good time mm-hmm. I felt like I was on the day yeah yeah she you really know? made every like nothing was awkward it was really just she was really herself and like I said last week like we love to see people just being themselves because as fans of the show as watchers of as consumers of this product yes of course we we love the drama and we love the trash, but it's like, but it's really the moments where you're like, Oh, like that was actually real and cute and like genuine. And Oh, maybe like, maybe these people are real. Like maybe they could actually have a relationship, you know, instead of just like always being so wrapped up in the drama and kind of like wanting to like peel your Oedipus, your eyes out, like with the spoon, you know, and and instead of doing that, you're just like, oh, wow, I actually, like, genuinely enjoyed that. You know, I wasn't, like, cringing, so. Absolutely, and I think what's cool is she really wanted to see if they were compatible beyond their physical attraction to one another, Mm -hmm. and she talks about what she's looking for in a relationship, which, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it just seemed, it seemed like I hadn't seen that yet. Like, and I know Brie did it on her date where, you know, she wants to be with somebody that she can build a family with, the family that she'd never have, but... Mm -hmm hearing Serena talk about how she's interested in pursuing a non-linear path for her life and how she wants to deviate from the standard even if it doesn't necessarily please her dad Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool and I appreciated how she owned what she was interested in yeah I also loved that she joked Matt for having a pet turtle yeah that was funny yeah she was just so quick quick with it she said oh are you a weird kid like (laughs) just like like I just don't think he knew how to handle it he was like no you probably were Matt you honestly probably were and she called you out on it you were like "Eh." 
no, I am cool. I'm the bachelor. Okay. I was not a weird. And again, we get this like sneak peek of dorky Matt and it yeah. pops out in these situations like, with like Brie and, and mm-hmm. Serena Pete. Yeah. She's like, you can't fool me. You were a weird kid. She said, I ain't never know nobody with no turtle. <laughs> so yeah. he said, it's like a comfort turtle. And she was like, okay, therapy turtles. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then it cuts over to, I think, Kayla, Anna, and Serena um, sitting around a fire discussing how Sarah has not come downstairs mm. to talk to nobody all day. Like, mm-hmm. no one has seen Sarah since they saw Sarah interrupt the group day. Being a bigger person. And I th- who was it? Serena C. says that it's childish, and I agree. That is yeah, I mean, I think average. Anna said like, if like you need to come down and and fix the mess that you made, you know, you can't. You can't These are all fair claims. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I completely um, agree. And I love what Kayla says, where she's like, insecurity has clouded her judgment and centered her own emotions when we are all feeling the same emotions. And I was like. Can, can she write a book is she in school yeah. did she study psych in school like what yeah. is Kayla's story because she is she does not discount whatever it is that Sarah's struggling with mm-hmm. while also saying her behavior is unacceptable and that is accountability and I love yeah. that yeah. you know so um and then we go back to the the date, which looks like where are they when they were going to that restaurant? I don't know. Where they were walking they? through like a parking lot into like this big building, and I was like, "Is Nima Colon this freaking oh. big that they have like a separate restaurant on the lot?" See, I need to pay better attention, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I need to pay less attention because it probably is well, just a part. I'll, of I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up a notch, and you'll take it down a notch, and then we'll meet somewhere in the middle fair but i i did enjoy the level of transparency and authenticity serena brought she did, um, yeah. because matt just seems so vague when he talks about his past relationships and she's like yeah my last relationship it was my one serious relationship mm-hmm. i thought he was gonna be the man i'd be with for the rest of my life and when we yeah. broke up i was the worst thing that had ever happened in my life it was the lowest point i thought i was gonna die like yeah. that was real to me and then yeah. Matt's like oh, I just, uh, we were dating for like four months and then we had to put on a label and then I thought about my parents and I then I took a step back. Yeah. What? 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 Yeah, that doesn't make me want to dive deep into relationship with you hearing that, you know? Yeah, like, can you give me a little more? I get the whole date to marry thing is really heavy in, you know, our culture as Christians, mm-hmm. but... Like, did you realize that you guys weren't compatible? Mm-hmm. Did you realize you weren't in a place in your life where you were ready to commit to that kind of relationship? Yeah. Did you just decide you didn't want to be in a relationship? Can you give me a little more? Yeah, a little more. <laughs> a little more. Because the vagueness is not doing it for me. Um, then she says she's falling in like with him. He did. And he seemed hype when she said he, Yeah, that. he got really giddy when she said he that. He lit up. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, like her. okay. <laughs> yeah. And then okay. they get in the, what they do? They got in the hot tub. He had the turtle tub. shorts on. The turtle trunks. Yeah, he did. And he kissed her with his eyes closed. Oh, he did with his eyes closed? 
Yes, ma'am. He looked oh, like he was ready to give it all up right there. Good. We we have yet to see an eyes closed kiss. So that's yes, ma'am. Progress, progress. Good job, Matt. I wonder if he thinks that his eyes are closed. Like you know, people who like think that like when they like go to sleep and their eyes are kind of open. Like they they think that their eyes are closed, but they're not. So I wonder if he thinks that his eyes. Are, like I I had a friend who um <laughs> this is funny um. She used to be dating this guy and she was like, you guys, he doesn't know how to wink. She's like, our whole, our whole relationship, I've been pretending, like, I, I don't have the heart to tell him that he doesn't know how to wink because when he would wink, he would just blink. Like, both of his eyes would close. And she, <laughs> and she was like, he really thinks that he's winking, but he's just blinking. So I wonder if that's what, what Matt... What happened? I don't know. So, okay. Or is it a weird fetish that he likes to watch people's lips and noses as he kisses them? If that is, then okay. I don't know if I've admitted this on uh, the pod because we're on our first official episode. Hey, y'all, welcome to our launch. <laughs> but uh, I soft and kid, I do not in my previous relationships, but the current one that I'm in. Mm-hmm. I said that like I've been in a lot. I've been in one, like two. This yeah. is my second one. Either yeah. way, Max and I do often kiss with our eyes open. Interesting. We're we're both and we're both yeah. and. I like to see what's going on. First of all, my man is fine. So like watching him be all sexy, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Um, it just kind of reminds me of the moment that I'm in. Yeah. And I don't know if, if Matt can relate, but it's like. I kind of am nosy and I want to see what's going on. It's like, oh, wow. And then my eyes will, like, Max says my eyes, like, flutter shut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes we'll open our eyes and, like, we're just looking at each other. And it's like, oh, hey. <laughs> that is funny. I can't say I've ever kissed with my eyes open. Sure. Um, but I feel it's like, a, yeah. It's a choice. It's a choice. Because, yeah, closing your eyes... I mean, honestly, this is like getting kind of sciencey, but I've always been so amazed by our eyes because it is crazy that like they're so light. I just watched a TikTok where like our eyes are transparent, our eyelids are transparent. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just so wild to me that like you can be so exhausted, like feel like you ha- you can't do anything else, but the moment you close your eyelids, you're like at peace. And your mm-hmm. eyelids are so small. And so that yeah. always is like, it just blows my mind that I'm like, these little tiny things can like bring so much peace and serenity to my body and my mind. And obviously it's because that's where all the simulation comes from, you know, from right. seeing things. But I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so small. And like suddenly if I close my eyes, I'm like, yeah, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> because we also know that you're listening to this in addition Mm -hmm. to Sarah Trott in addition to Victoria Larson in addition to Chris and all of Bachelor franchise um Victoria's telling you you're missing out on an opportunity to be at peace yeah it's just like you get lost moment get lost in them kisses with them random women baby because I mean you're you bring in so much stimulation through your eyes and you're already being stimulated when you kiss so it's like just you know just let your eyes close and just get lost in that moment. I think he maybe out, but... he keeps his eyes open because he feels nothing. Oh, that's another problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's a and we bring it back to the house where the women okay. are pissed, but they're pissed. 
And this is where MJ starts to get mad. MJ says, silence is just as loud. I've always said that. I was like, girl, mm-hmm. everybody says that. What do you mean? Right. Silence is complicity. Right. We've been there. Yeah, we've been there. She she went to the protest. That's what she got there. Um, but, <laughs> which we glad you went to the protest. Um, but I I kind of I like cackled when <laughs> I'm like she what is it Rachel gets up to read the group date or whatever and then Sarah slinks around the corner like the way she just like like strolls up in there like nothing happened I was like no she did not like she's yeah. not like up in here and sit on this couch like if I was Brie I would have said girl get out of my blanket I was like it's a blanket yeah. over there. I would have pulled a Victoria like no you can sit there you can sit there no. No, you can't sit there. No, sit there. Like, that's what I learned. And I'm not going to lie. I think that that was intentional that Sarah did not come down until right before the group oh, date or a card came because she thought she was going to be able to, like, Just skirt go. past yeah. having to acknowledge it. Like, everyone will have moved on, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe they will have cooled down. Yeah. You know, maybe I've had time to think. They've had time yeah. to think. They forgive me. And we don't have to talk about it. I'll go to the producers were like you do have to go down for this group date card you can't stay in your room anymore she was like okay and like can I just wait until the very last minute I could see that happening in my head Mm -hmm. Um, because she thought she was gonna be able to get away with some and immediately the women are like well we're not reading this group date card right now yeah no they they were like this is not how this is about to go down and so and I mean Anna said it said it really well she said you have not had it difficult Sarah <laughs> she yeah. said, Sarah you have had it the easiest you have had the most time with him so I I just can't you saying that you that it's very difficult is just really disrespectful because it's yeah. the opposite of difficult for you and what you're doing is making it difficult for the rest of us and it's not even to discount whether or not Sarah has, you know, because she has had so much time with him that she's gotten super invested. Mm-hmm. I can't even buy that because, girl, you've had one date. You've right. had one one-on-one. You mm-hmm. know, you've hung out with him for all but, what, six, seven hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as she's apologizing, what I noticed is, first of all, it was a redundant apology. She's yeah. not actually, she's talking around mm-hmm. the issue. Mm-hmm. Um because she was like, well, I, you know, I, I was going to go home that night. Yeah. It's like, I wanted to tell him I was going to go home. And the girls don't know this, but she didn't tell Matt she was no. going to go home. No. That she was struggling with, you know, decide. And I don't know if that got cut from the, mm-hmm. you know, the edit or what. Yeah. But as far as I know, and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it wasn't cut from the edit because the next day when she does tell him she's thinking about going home, he says like a robot that would be a tragedy yeah you know so that's news to him then Mm -hmm. so that's not why you came to interrupt the group date in the first place but it is what you think you can use to get you out of this conversation that's not an apology that's you affirming your actions and you're telling me to my face that you don't give a damn about the time of mine that you wasted exactly and then Kaylee Kaylee Kylie what's her name she's the hostess from Chicago she's my Hooters girl from Chicago yeah Yeah. she identified that because Sarah commodified so much time within the last 48 hours nobody gets the opportunity to explore their relationships with Matt therefore Matt doesn't get to explore his relationships and Sarah says nothing back right and then Serena says 
what did Serena say? She was talking about how she was like not taking into consideration not only yeah, the women's said, feelings, but Matt's. Yeah, she said you were trying to make him feel um bad for you. Like like you were trying to manipulate his feelings into feeling like yeah, I think she said into, into feeling bad for you. And it's she was And I don't think that's wrong. I don't think Serena was mean when she no. said that. And and that that's why like, you know, everything's been come coming out about people talking about how the women were bullying him, bullying Sarah. I don't think they were bullying her. I think that they were having an adult conversation. Like, like we said earlier about these are the things that we're experiencing that, that we have been experiencing and it doesn't make me happy. And I'm telling you how I'm feeling, but that doesn't mean I'm attacking you because I'm not yelling at you. Number one. And also I'm not, everything I'm saying isn't untrue. Everything I'm saying has some, um, not weight to it, but everything that I'm saying is a product of your actions. It's not like I'm making any of this up. So that, that if, if they were just making things up, excuses why they don't like Sarah and things that she had and just making things up about things that she hadn't done, then yes, that would be bullying. And, and yes, right. what, um, what Victoria said about, um, <laughs> why do you think we want to make amends with you? Like, yes, that is bullying. And, um, but when Victoria and Kit open their mouths, I'm just like, yeah, y'all didn't have to say nothing. Yeah, I don't no, they, take they didn't serious. have to. They didn't, but not, and that was bullying, you know, like what, like sure. what did Kit say? You know, I'm glad that your relationship with Matt is so strong because your relationships in the house are going to be horrible or terrible. Or, um, yeah. And I mean, they didn't, they didn't like, I mean, Victoria said amen or something, but like the other women didn't react because they're like, okay, well that was petty. Um, <laughs> but I think, yes, those things are bullying. But what the other woman said, what Anna said, what Serena said, um, MJ, you know, Sarah trying to come to MJ to comfort her. And MJ's like, I need a minute. That's not bullying. That's MJ saying, listen, you don't want to talk to me because I could potentially bully you. <laughs> I, don't have, she was like, I don't have anything nice to say right yeah. now. So she said, I, I want you to know that. that. Exactly. And I thought that was totally fair mm -hmm. um, because at the end of the day in this episode, all we have is Sarah trying to protect herself, center herself, put herself first. Mm -hmm. So MJ saying, I need to cool off. It's totally fine. Yeah. You know, or even Kayla highlighting that, you know, some of them might not get a rose yeah, and that's terrifying just because Sarah decided she needed to talk to Matt at a certain point yeah. in time. Some, someone said like, if I talked to him, maybe it was Anna. If I talked to him every time I had insecurities, no one else would get time. That's so yes. true. You know, all of them are dealing with insecurities. Maggie, where's Maggie? <laughs> we ain't even seen Maggie on no day. She got so many insecurities. Um, yeah. She probably doesn't because she's a queen and she's like, she is amazing. Um, she said he's missing and, out, but go ahead. And that's, I, I just, it just makes me think that there's, I, I, and I want to say this to our listeners who might aggressively disagree with us. Mm -hmm. um, and we're speaking as women who have dealt with bullying in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. um, many of us, I'm sure, in some facet have all dealt with bullying at some point or another in our lives. But I do think there are times in my life where I've confused accountability for bullying, mm -hmm. for being personally affronted or, or attacked because I wasn't emotionally ready or emotionally mature enough to say, you know what, you're right. Mm 
that was the wrong decision or to just buck up and be like, yeah, no, you're right. I really just wanted, I, I needed to talk to him so that he could like remind me of why I'm trying to be here. Remind yeah. me of our relationship. Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear about not as I don't want to watch the show errantly handle her emotional safety and the emotional safety of everybody else on this show Mm -hmm. and then her get the victim play because if five people say hey your actions hurt me and the response is oh no I'm being attacked because you don't know how the accountability is packaged that's an issue Mm -hmm. Exactly. because then you start crying bully and then that's going to perpetuate yes and then that perpetuates the cycle of dismissive behavior. That yes. is white victimhood. Yes. That is 100%. the issue of white tears and white women getting like, you know, oh, like it just, I, you know, I was told by Apple Care, like that mm-hmm. kind of victimization of the white woman is the thing that we know how to ingest and accept and say, wow, they were so mean to her. And yeah, absolutely being bombarded by all of those women all at mm-hmm. once sucked but she also went downstairs and snuck in after avoiding 20 yes. some odd women yes and then was like oh yeah I meant to apologize to you guys I was gonna yeah. apologize to you no and I was like okay so you about to have a conversation with 20 women yeah. we about to have a conversation all 20 of us we all have opinions at right. this point right it's not going to be a one-sided conversation of you just talking about how you needed to get all your emotions out and yeah but yeah, it, it really, it really did rub me the wrong way. Like I was saying earlier, because it was like every, every time she had a breakdown, it was like for a different reason. And every time she had to talk to Matt, it was for a different reason. So this last time when she goes to talk to him, it suddenly like before she's, you know, she, she talks to Katie, which we didn't talk about that, but she, she talks to Katie and, and essentially what, what we leave that conversation with is that Sarah is leaving because of her family, because she has to go home and talk to her dad and she can't and and be with her dad because she can't handle being away from him and everything's too hard that that's that's the conclusion of that conversation yeah she and I thought that conversation was beautiful it was it was Katie was such a good confidant to kind of be there and hold she held space for Sarah Mm -hmm. she did and I do think Sarah did she needed somebody other than Matt to hold space for her because Katie was willing to, I think she had a deeper conversation with Katie than she oh. had ever had with Matt. Absolutely. And and it's just so great to see, you know, because obviously Katie was the one who had the biggest problem with her. She essentially screwed Katie over the worst. Um yeah. and then for Katie to kind of take that and be like, "Yeah, that sucks what you did to me, but also I know that you're like upset and everyone just came at you for a good reason but that doesn't mean that you don't have emotions as well and you don't get to express them so that and katie doesn't validate the behavior which i appreciate she doesn't say i totally understand or i get it Mm -hmm. no she's like oh i needed more context and now that i'm hearing what you're struggling with Mm-hmm. like I'm here to support you it's not yeah. even about that that riffraff right. back there and she says so. I completely think that yeah you should go be with him and then she goes and tells Matt well the women are just they attacked me and there's so much bullying in that house and there's so many women that are malicious and blah 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 and I was like no she and that that's what really frustrated me because once again she was being manipulative and once again it felt like she was using her dad's illness as another excuse to get attention. And I was like, ah, I just don't 
like that at all. Like just be honest and say that you are insecure. Just be, just say that you want Matt to get you to stay or just stick, stick with the story about your dad, stick with the story about the bullying, but don't get them all intertwined and messy because then just, we just don't trust you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the more that we hear her speak, um, you know, outside, like as they're having this conversation, they have all of this like ADR, you know, Mm -hmm. backtrack of like Mm -hmm. Sarah just speaking over this scene where she's like, you know, my dad wants me to find love and these girls are just so mean. Like that, even if it's Frankenstein together, is so suspect to me Mm -hmm. because um, her dad being terminally ill is not what's sending her home. No. You know, the thing that's sending her home is the girls are being mean, even though her terminally ill father is like, go follow your dream and find love on national TV yeah. if that's what he is conveyed to her. Um, and it makes me think like, wow, imagine if Sarah was a black indigenous or person of color. Mm-hmm. How immediately she would be demonized, considered aggressive, rude. Yeah. yeah. Um, unconscionably unkind selfish disrespectful mm-hmm. ghetto like yeah. all of those and so if it's not permitted I don't know it's just unacceptable behavior it is and her coming in to lie her way out to Matt I really hope bites her in the ass if she does come back because she's yeah. made it I will not respect Sarah I hope she's doing well and in a better place Mm -hmm. now, but I will not respect Sarah if she comes back because she said that, you know, and she was crying and she didn't have tears falling out of her eyes, which I hate when people do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Babies. Talking about, I wish you could see my heart and Matt's talking about, I feel it. Like what? What? It's weighing on my heart. If I heard her say it's weighing on my heart one more time, I was going to square up with my computer screen because now if she comes back, her dad being ill and needing to be with her family is never what this was about. Right. And, and that, that's why I was saying, I was like, she, at this point, she has to go home because she can't, she can't do all of this and talk about her dad and talk about the bullying and then have Matt say, but I want you to stay. And then everything's okay. I was like that. I was like, at this point she has to go home. Like she can't. And then if she comes back, then yeah, it's just, it's like, girl, I thought you needed to be with your daddy. Yeah, it's just not going to look good on her if she does. So, And she's going to come back talking about, my dad said that, like, it was one of his greatest wishes that he just wanted to see me happy, so I had to come back to you. Nope, not taking it. No. I don't want to hear it. That's gross. You need to do better, sis. Mm-hmm. This episode was awful. Yeah. <laughs> I did not have fun. Yeah. 10 out of 10 do not recommend. Yeah. He let me go because he sees my heart. Girl, oh, you left. That. that. I was like, he let me go. I said, what did you think he was going to do? Say like, no. Yeah, like, what did you think he was going to keep you there? Like, This ain't you- Colton. This is yeah. not Colton season, okay? I said, are you a prisoner? Like, <laughs> you can leave if you need to. If you need to go, go. Like, my daddy's dying i want you to stay oh okay like what how is this supposed to go that's why he let me go because he saw my heart i said no i said you said you wanted to go he said bet okay that was her trying to set up her return that's all yeah that's all that is so 
There that goes. That was exhausting. That was exhausting. I'm so happy I never have to watch that episode again. <laughs> that is true. I ain't going back. No, I don't. Talking about part of me thinks it's a mistake. Oh, no, I'm not going back to that episode. No. But next week, we do get five new women. Yeah, we do. That's Shelby, Kim, Catalina, and Ryan. And we also, I don't think it's going to happen next episode, but they set it up in the trailer that it's going to be that sex worker shame thing. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like where we're going with this narrative. I have a feeling, I'm just guessing, but I feel like it's going to be the girl who it's like, they just wanted to save the best for last. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's going to be her that's being accused of sex work. Yeah. And why are we shaming sex workers like that's a valid source of income yeah we we don't need to do that and that's just yeah that was really nasty of of anna to bring that up even if people did slide into your dms maybe like okay well that's her business why don't you go have this conversation with the girl yeah britney i I think it's britney i I think I don't I have I don't have faces to names yet, but Yeah, I definitely don't. So I'm also get like this is literally a prediction, so I am so sorry if I'm putting this storyline or narrative over someone. It's just mm-hmm. them conveying her as like the mean girl that comes in. I feel mm-hmm. like that's who they're going to be against. And I feel like that oh, is a yeah. storyline they can connect. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see if I'm right. I could be yeah. wrong. We'll see. I mean, yeah, I'm I am excited to get some of the new women, but you know these these ladies are about to be upset because they already yeah. weren't getting enough time and now there's going to be more people that are going to catch his eye. So I swear to God, if Kayla gets sent home next rose ceremony, mm. I will burst into flames. Wait, do you think anyone's going to get sent home when the five new women come in? That wouldn't be fair, would it? Uh, it wouldn't be fair, but I don't know. Maybe. Oh, Jesus, I'm already stressed out. I just, I am scared. I don't want... I just really care about Kayla. And I know that the other women that I love and I'm I'm obsessed with aren't going home. Like, I think Chelsea's going to stick around. I know Brie has to stick around. Mm-hmm. She's still very high up in my, I still think she's top three material. Yeah, I agree. We do, I do remember saying in the previews, we do get a Chelsea kiss, which I don't think we've seen yet. So she's got to stick around Ooh. at least until that. <clears throat> nice, nice. Well, there's our hopes for the week, but yeah. I guess as we wrap up the episode we want to introduce this cool thing that we'll be doing um we want to amplify black organizations or or black led organizations or owned company owned businesses support black businesses like Meg Thee Stallion mm-hmm. says in her song mm-hmm. um you know and in doing that it's going to be more than just black owned or black led organizations and businesses we're going to be reaching out to POC and indigenous folks of color uh-huh. um, just to see if we can elevate their platform, give other people opportunities to invest um, their money <laughs> elsewhere, you know, not in white capitalism. Mm-hmm. So uh, our first, uh, I guess, black owned business we're spotlighting is very near and dear to the Black Chillerette's family because our girl Victoria just got herself a new job, honey. You know, yes. we out here arts workers that be unemployed because uh, there is no live theater in the pandemic. And so yeah. Victoria got herself a dream gig with one of her favorite companies that she's been around for a minute. You want to tell them about it? Yeah. So, yeah, like my Kayla said, 
theater does not exist right now. It's still very heartbreaking to talk about. Um, but a lot of us artists have truly had to completely shift our life lifestyles, um, which has been hard. It's been a very taxing year. But, you know, we always make it work as performers, as artists. Um, and so I have recently got a job with Hana Hana Beauty, who I love so much. If you don't know about them, they were featured on Beyonce's Black Parade. <clears throat> Ooh, let me say that again. They were featured on Beyonce's Black Parade, so you should know about them. Um, but they were, they make the most incredible products. So their main product that they make is shea butter. And when I tell you it is butter, like it literally melts on your skin. And I don't know if you ever had shea butter before, but sometimes it can be kind of hard. But their shea butter is whipped, so it's so soft and I don't want to say creamy, but it's creamy. Um, and it's, it's all natural, all sustainable, made with essential oils. Um, it is just heavenly and you will feel your skin. One of their mottos is like, no one needs to be ashy. Um, and that's true. You don't need contrary, to be ashy. You don't need to be ashy. popular belief white exactly. people can't get ashy. It's true. I have seen it. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you their actual mission statement because I don't I will mess it up if I try to remember it. But Hanahana Beauty is a consciously clean skin skincare and wellness brand whose mission is to disrupt the global beauty industry. Our intention is to increase accessibility, transparency, and sustainability in all aspects of what we create. From fair sourcing our shea butter to the creation of our homemade products, down to the responsible representation of people working with us at every end. So the founder, Abana, she um, is from Ghana, and she sources the shea from a group of women um, in the Kata, Katariga tribe in Ghana and she helps work with them to help keep them employed. And then that shea butter is brought out here and given to us as products as they whip it up. And it's based in Chicago, which I love black owned women owned businesses that are local that give back to where they're sourced, that give back to the community. It's just, it's just a vibe. So y'all need to get into Hana Hana beauty. So y'all need to get into it with the shea butter. They have other products. They have a, um, a scrub. They have, Oh my gosh, the best, the best exfoliating bar. Like you will get out of the shower and feel like you already put, you already moisturize your skin because your skin will be just glowing. Um, they also have this bomb lip balm. It's amazing. I use it all the time. They just did a rebrand. Hit them up, look them up on Instagram, go to their website. What's Everything, their Instagram? Their Instagram is at Hanahana Beauty, I believe. Um, amazing i'll try and uh, and also you know everybody that's listening to our homies um i'm gonna try and figure out how to properly <laughs> put in the notes uh the links and then the different timestamps that we do for our people who like to skip through and also try and link their instagram i don't know why i can't figure that out so if anybody knows let us know just in case it did not work when you're listening to this and you cannot find them um it's hanahana beauty and you could literally just messages <laughs> yeah if it's not in the podcast notes and be like who and we'll make a post about them as well once again we don't get paid for shit we are doing no. this because we like to because i honestly um, haven't even started my new job yet so they're gonna be like what is she talking about 
But other than that, we are so, so excited and grateful that you guys tuned in for our first episode. If you're still listening, girl, yes. Um, we appreciate you. We love you so much. Yeah. If we haven't hit 500 followers by the time this first episode drops, hopefully we hit it right after. But it seems like we're pretty close we now. We already hit it. So I'm just going to say that. So we need to hit 550. So tell your oh, friends. Call you. Am I going um, call your husband. Wait, what's that song? How many of windows? <laughs> that she of people call your, mom. call your kids, call your wife, call your my voice is going, so we need a And that is how we're ending the episode. I had yeah. no idea we hit five hundred followers because I have been laying in bed off you Instagram. Did. Very sick with the cocoa COVID, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fun. Uh, thank y'all, thank y'all so much. We're so happy to be here, and we're super gobsmacked that so many people are interested in what the heck we have to say. Mm-hmm. Alas, well, friends. well, it's been fun, has it? <laughs> this was a lot. I hope we don't have this much of a journey next time yeah. but i think yeah, it's an easy week but it won't be but whatever i do think i need to go take my temperature because <laughs> go take your temperature i need to just go to bed honestly yes ma'am to ikea tomorrow which is a journey have fun till mm-hmm. next time y'all uh... well <laughs> glad to have y'all here thanks for joining um i hate that cut that out <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. This is it. you know we don't know how to start the episodes we don't know how to end them bye 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 see you bye